3: Hello, happy Thursday. And welcome to another Andy Goldstein's about Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Yes, I'm gonna to continue to say happy Thursday. I know there's a lot of doom and gloom in the world. I know that, but this is just a place for you to come and escape for 35, 40 minutes. I mean if it's a really good podcast, it'll be more than forty minutes. If it's less than thirty, I wouldn't even bother listening. I'm just looking at Tom, our producer. Will it be more than thirty, Swan Tom? It's gonna to be less than twenty. It's gonna be less than twenty. Is it really?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, better. Oh, that's how long they usually are. I know that because I listen to all of them. No, they are 20. 20 is probably the perfect length for a podcast, actually, in my opinion, because then you don't get too... Yeah, I'm just making it up as I go along. Anyway, forget all that doom and gloom. Forget it, because we've got Trevor Sinclair. Have we got Max Rushton? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no Max Rushton. Oh, he's in the next... Is he? Uh, Okay, there is some doom and gloom. We'll get to the doom and gloom in a moment. First, though, it's Trevor Sinclair... Talking about potential options for Euro 2021, including Ben Godfrey, Phil Foden, Joe Willock and Curtis Jones. This was alongside Jim White and Natalie Sawyer was back.
4: When you start looking at what Gareth Southgate's brought to this England squad, he he, he kind of goes for players in form and it doesn't Mm. matter what age you are. And I'm of that same thinking. If you're... Enough, you're old enough, and I think it's a great opportunity. I really do think it's a great opportunity for the likes of Phil Foden. I think one of the highlights for me this season, and um, the way he's played and you know, the way he's come across in the media, Ben Godfrey at Norwich, he's been outstanding. He's got Madison, Grealish, Mount, Oxley. There's a few good creative players in front of him, but he may get a look in now. A little bit more on the outside, Joe Willock. I think he's uh, adjusted well to the Premier League, been thrown in at the deep end. And then another one who's probably a little bit further afield, he's a baby, 19 as well, but Curtis Jones at Liverpool in that midfield area. He's probably a little bit further afield, but somebody that I feel could really stake a claim for the England squad if he gets given game time. Now,
3: Darren Bent was on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and he was uh, alongside Max Rushton and saying, would you believe, I mean, fair play for Benty, for being honest, saying that alongside Max Rushton was the worst experience of his life. Um, Listen, he's just being honest. Oh, doing mastermind. Sorry, was the worst experience of his life. (coughs) My fault. This is Darren Bent saying mastermind was the worst experience of his life. A close second, of course, to sitting next to Max Rushton.
0: When we got to Christmas, it wasn't on. I thought maybe they forgot—not forgot about it, but maybe they just pushed it back, or maybe it's been aired. Yeah, just, I've not seen it. All right. So he, he texted me saying, "Oh, it's going to be on the—I think it was the 14th." um So just to let you know, be aware of it. So I told people close to me, but not many people. But as it was getting closer to Saturday, I was getting text messages and tweets saying, "Oh, do you know you're on Celebrity Mastermind?" I was thinking, "Oh no," because <laughs> I, I knew how bad it was. I mean, and what makes it worse as well, I had my kids and wife all, all in there watching me, and obviously when I finished the show. Didn't get many questions right. Even my little boy is six. He was like, Oh, daddy, what happened? It's, it's a case of like, obviously, he, he doesn't understand the questions, but he just knows that daddy didn't do very well. As I said, you get nervous before games, you take a penalty in front of loads of people, you move to a new football club, you get all these nerves. But when you're sitting in that chair opposite John Humphreys and it's pitch black in there and all you can see is him, his eyes looking at you, and he's asking you questions, you just go blank. Honestly, it was the, probably the worst experience of my life. And I'd sit in there and I'd have to answer these questions where I, I'd research for weeks on end, on James Bond, but all the questions he was asking me, I just, hit me, I was blank, I went blank.
2: These are exactly the same questions
0: I, you I, had. I, I, obviously, I know
2: Fort Knox is one of the answers, cos <laughs> that's the only one I got right. <laughs> just gonna, are you gonna keep I'm saying? Like, keep Fort Knox. <laughs> no, this is the general knowledge round, okay? General oh, knowledge. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh my.
2: Okay. These are exactly the same questions you had on Celebrity Master. Why would you ask me that? I got two right and I guessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm not, sure I like about it. I'm not sure I like this. I know, it's okay. Uh, uh, the Devil's Cataract in Zimbabwe is part of which spectacular waterfall?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> <That> Pass.
2: <laughs> Someone in the crowd and Another Day of Sun are songs from the soundtrack of a 2016 musical starring Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. What film? The Notebook. La La Land. Oh, my. I'm Sam, what is, what is this? What's the proper name for the handheld wind instrument sometimes known as the mouth organ or mouth harp? No idea. <laughs> you were literally asked these questions. Uh.
0: But remember, on the show, yeah. I never got the... He didn't go... Oh, actually, did tell me actually the answers, but obviously I was panicking
2: by then. Right, OK, fine. The television comedy panel show Celebrity Juice, first broadcast in 2008, was com- created by the comedian Lee Francis, who presents the show in character as one of his alter egos. What is the character's name? Keith Lemon? Correct. The alloy Ooh. pinchbeck is named after a watchmaker who invented it in the 18th century as a cheap imitation of gold. Which metal is its main constituent? Steel? Copper. A famous 1889 artwork entitled The Starry Night was created by a Dutch painter who was staying at the time at an asylum in the south of France. I'll stop you there. No
0: idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop you there. No idea.
2: The county that extends furthest north on the island of Ireland is not in Northern Ireland but is part of the Republic. Which county? Pass. A creature in Greek mythology. Oh, what's the answer? and if you pass i do them at the end oh, okay okay a creature in greek mythology has a human everyone knows because they've listened to these questions two days running a creature in greek mythology has a human head and torso with the body and legs of a horse which creature no idea the british swimmer adam Peaty won a gold medal at the 2016 rio olympics and broke his own world record at the 2019 world championships in which stroke breaststroke correct what is the what is the name for the smallest unit of data in computing Gigabyte. This answer has changed since yesterday. Well, that's, right. the, one, I know that's the one I got right. Okay. <laughs> Adam says, can you break it to Darren that he said Gigabyte on Mastermind and got it <laughs> He got it wrong then as well? Did I? He seemed so happy to get it right. him so, which one did I get right then? <laughs> I thought I got it right. <laughs> I thought that was a question I got right. I don't
0: know. I don't know.
3: Back now to Jim White and Natalie. So, they had Paolo Di Cagno on their show as a guest. I mean, wow, what a guest that is.
5: From uh, when we moved to a new stadium that I want to call Westem Stadium, not anymore Olympic Stadium. Otherwise, the people don't feel, you know, the stadium their home. So Westem Stadium. So we, we, we now we got a double capacity than than before. So we need to be unit It's obvious that. Uh, Everybody expected a better season, also the board. They, they didn't want to see the West Ham there, but also the fans. I can understand the frustration, but now is the moment, I hope, when the, the season starts again, to get close because uh, everybody loses if West Ham go down. So the frustration is okay. It's not the moment of the polemical, in my opinion, but to try to push all in the same direction, to maintain and to save save West Ham because West Ham got incredible incredible quality, incredible potential for the future to 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 finish top eight because the club obviously spent a big money in the last two years. The future will be green in my opinion. So the moment to stay, get units, to stay together, and then yeah. there will be a time to criticise.
3: Time now to check in with Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Not more I can tell you than just Paul Hawksby and Andy. In fact, I've got the producer in front of me. I mentioned a minute ago. He goes by the name of Tom. So, um, on the list I've got in front of me here, it always gives me a little idea of what's coming up on the clip. But HJ never does. Anyway, just it always, every day, H and J. I mean, literally three letters. Any reason? I've never listened to show. No, me neither. Well,. Let's take full advantage of this moment now. Here's H&J, and uh, we'll sit, myself and Tom, alongside you and listen in. Here we go.
6: What I need yeah. is a good sports documentary, yeah. and I'm going to do that every night. I'm going to watch every TV. night. You're going to watch one. Yeah, but telly with the wife, doing all the other stuff. i want to catch up box sets, but I am going to make sure I get my fix of sport. Otherwise, my equilibrium is gone. I no, mean, I understand. You know, and uh, oh, oh, such a good one. I chose a brilliant one: the Greasy documentary it's on BT. Oh yes, it's terrific. Talking of Donald Trump, this shit, it starts with him laughing at Greasy's Doug Ellis joke. It you does. Think, you think, oh yeah, he really knows who Doug Ellis is. We should have known, shouldn't we? <laughs> God. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, you know, what, what a player he was, Greavesy. I mean, wh- he, before he got the illness, before the thing that put him out of the, that really slowed him down, actually, he was never quite, they said, Norman Gill never quite the same player. He was messy like He was absolutely oh, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah. I mean, even at Milan, I mean, today we hear stuff about players being unhappy and it, you, it's affected his form and he's not quite the right, the same player. Greavesy was so unhappy at Milan, but he just kept still scoring goals. Yeah, it was like he couldn't. Pictures that that you wouldn't even be able to control the ball now. It's it's incredible, and you realise that the the cup final, the 1962 cup final, it was like the Super, super Bowl. Mm. It was such a big game. You yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You forget. So it's a really interesting. I mean, the finish. I against think the footage. I thought that some not, of the I've not seen a lot of those very early goals for for Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, um, tremendous, but it's worth watching. The quality of the goals on the, considering the surfaces he was playing. Yeah, the on finish it. on a bobbly pitch against Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, he was know. a some player, and you know, you have to you you hear his story, and you, you have nothing but respect really for for what he went through, and how he came out the other side. I only so got, yeah, I've only got halfway through, so. I think I've gone up to the World Cup, but there's a great bit with Alf Ramsey the way Alf spoke. He said uh, the reporter said, him any injuries. Alf, he went, "Yes, Greaves will have to be stitches." He's got this gash on his leg. He's almost South African, it's just strange. Yeah, it was way of speaking. It was but really odd. he was. we was we mentioned before. that it would slip because he because he took the mm. allocation in a sense. He was a bit. It's a bit like Lionel Jeffries, wasn't he, to Alf Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, he was. But then he, it slipped back into old Sergeant Major. And he'd say, well, yes, training went well this morning, but uh, we had a few injury (laughs) issues in the last half hour.
5: (laughs) but it But he just occasionally slipped back
3: into Dagenham. He couldn't (laughs) help himself. Now, it was the 120th anniversary of something very special this week. No, don't show it out from the back and say, Hawksby and Jacobs, we've just heard from them. No, 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 no. This is much older. It was Ajax. Yes, of course, the creation of that incredible football club Ajax were created, or founded, or made, no founded, 120 years ago. Here's Ronald De Boer, legend, on Drive Time.
5: The philosophy that Ajax uh, yeah, created throughout those years, and always kept on believing that this is the way to go forward. And what is then, of course, uh, the Ike philosophy, and that's always attacking football, entertaining the public with good technical football, pressing forward, take a lot of risk. And I think that DNA is always, yeah, I think it started, of course, in the 70s with Jan and of course. It always stayed that way of thinking and the way they want to uh, let Ike play the way they, uh, they thought it should be. And I think there was never an exception, I think, through all those years.
2: Hello, Max Rushton here.
3: This is Talk Sport Daily. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and Bobby Zamora was on. And he was saying that Roy Hodgson was one of the best managers he's ever worked under. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. No need for laughter, Jack. That's genuinely what he said. First, though, we can hear from Roy Hodgson about Bobby Zamora. No, very, very pleased with uh, the way Bobby... No, that's just me doing my appalling Roy Hodgson impression. No Hodgson. Here's Bobby's Moore.
2: Is he going to have flamboyant, free-flowing football? No. But in terms of everybody understanding their job, doing their job, getting results like we got, ultra-organised, I-, I say that I could have played left-back in that team because I know exactly where everyone was going to run, where you needed to be on and off the ball. We've done it day in, day out.
5: We were organised and just drilled, really, and we understood where every- everything, uh, everyone had to be and the job that they had to do. <laughs>
3: Now we have a little competition on the podcast. I'm going to play you a clip. It's Adrian Durham talking about two colleagues. He doesn't really name them. See if you can work out who they are. Answer coming up after this.
1: Talk Sport Tales with Adrian Durham on Drive. Well, we're getting into areas that could see me get into a lot of trouble. Okay, so uh, this particular Talk Sport tale, Darren, involves two Talk Sport presenters... And I can't tell you the names, but I will give you a little clue. One is still with us and very well respected. And then there's the other one. So, here we go. They had, um, just to set the scene, they they worked together on shows. They had a fist fight in the studio during a break once. What? Um, Yep, absolutely. One of them, the bigger one, had the shirt completely ripped. This was extraordinary. The fist fight was so aggressive and so loud. Through double doors, airlocked doors, Ray Houghton of all people, had to run through to separate the two of them. Oh, he's such a great guy, Ray. Um, so now you know it wasn't him. And I think in the main they did get on, but they used to just wind each other up occasionally, okay? So this this is a long, long time ago, by the way. Uh, so uh, they had a fistfight in the studio during a break, just to set the scene of what their relationship was like. It was very volatile. When they were good, they were good, but when they weren't so good, it all went horribly wrong. So after a show, um, they did a, a gig uh, in Manchester, I think they were going up there on a, a Friday night, and the gig was on a Saturday, something like that. And so uh, they went on the train together, and this was private away from Talksport. They'd arranged it separately, so they had to cover all expenses, etc. themselves, sort all that out themselves. Nothing to do with the radio station. So uh, the presenter who's still with us booked a hotel room, paid for it. The one who isn't still with us did not book a hotel room, and didn't say anything until he got to Manchester, at which point he says... To the guy who booked the hotel room, his colleague, can I stay with you in your hotel room? Now, think about that, Darren. I think you'd be generous enough with me to say, yes, you can, but you'd be pretty annoyed about it, wouldn't you? I mean, you, do you know what I mean? It's somebody really taking the you-know-what, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's so gentle and kind, <laughs> this guy, that he said, yes, okay, you can stay with me. So, uh, they get to the hotel, they have a few drinks, they have an evening out together, of course, one of them pays for it, the other's got no money, and they get back to the hotel room, and they end up, it's a big double bed, they end up sleeping in the same bed together. Nothing nothing going on, nothing untoward, they're just sleeping in the same bed, then they're getting up the next day and doing what they're meant to be doing in Man- Manchester. However, early in the morning, 5, 6am, the presenter who's still with us wakes up and realises the bed is very wet. And the presenter who's no longer with us had indeed wet the bed. Outrageous. Truly. out. How would you feel? Apart from wet. I'd have had another fight. <laughs> I'd have kicked him out of the bed and thrown him out the window. There'd have been one winner, let me assure you. Yeah, can I just say, after all these TalkSport tales, my phone is inundated with people messaging me saying, Who was that? Who was that? Was it such and such? Was it such and such? By the way, if you're all guessing on Twitter, don't bother, okay? Because you're probably uh, slandering the wrong people. That is another classic TalkSport tale.
3: So there you go. That was Adrian Durham talking about two colleagues. Did you get it? Well, I can tell you. The first person he was talking about was obviously. De- oh. Oh, so there you go. So that's that's who it was. I hope you weren't driving under a, a bridge or anything when I told you who they were. Now, come on, none of you fell for that, did you? Okay, a few of you did, gotcha. Now it's time for the best bits of the sports bar. And I say best bits, I mean, with no football, we're actually allowed to talk gobbledygook, eh? Where previously we have to somehow crowbar it in when there is football on. Now there's no football, we can do what we want. And here's your proof.
6: I'm having a good time.
3: Just quickly, Jay. Um, Go on, mate. It's amazing that we're going back to 1996. Back to 1996. Live, obviously. Not now, not now, but we yeah. are. Um, and we missed two goals. We did miss two goals. It, I, don't, I don't know what's happened there, because I can tell you
6: exactly what minute they were scored in.
3: Yeah.
6: I don't know how that's happened.
3: I don't know. I don't know how we've missed two goals in a game. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. um, I've got the result in front of me. <laughs> I mean, how's that happen? I don't know. Are we, how are we Only on the sports bar yeah. could we miss two goals from a game that's yeah. actually not really live. And we already know when the goals go in yeah. and who's and and yeah. scored them. And yeah. uh, look, if there's any more goals, let's hope we don't miss that. Let's hope. I mean, it's 3 all at the moment. If there is a winner, Jason, yeah. let's hope we go to Biggie. Yes. just before, yeah. Josh, yep. just before that goal goes in, if there is one.
6: I think that's probably a good
3: idea. Because mm. the listener wants to know what happens. Yes. It's time now for the Ralph yeah, and Respect pages tomorrow tonight. <laughs> Simon Johnson joins Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. How are you, Simon? Are you good? Are you well? I'm very well. How are you guys? Good. Very well, Simon. I've got a question for you, actually. All right. All right. So, um, have you got tension bed, Alex? Can you find... you got tension bed? I don't know how clever a oh, man no. you are. I right, was oh, very you. clever. I've got a question for you. Have you got it, Alex? Okay, you got it. So, question number one. Have you ever produced a radio show, Simon? (laughs) No. You haven't. Okay. (laughs) Question number two. If you're... And this is the big question. If you're involved in the Ralph Ellis Back Pages, Tomorrow's Tonight, with a show, (laughs) and you were producing it, what would be the most important thing to give to your producers for this part of the show? (laughs) (laughs) What would it be? (laughs)
2: Go on.
3: Uh, Um... Oh, oh, hold no, on. Josh I- is just walking in. Oh, here he is, Josh. Oh, he's got the back pages. Well done, Josh. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. Good work. Uh, reminder if you want to hear some old versions, in fact, all of you probably aren't even allowed out for the next, I don't know, 16 years or have a look. Little- this might take to clear up. So, a perfect opportunity to look at the back catalogue. Tom, our producer, has the menu in front. Maybe call some out. They're all brilliant, so anyone will do, Tom. Shout one out, Tom. I'm just not listening to you anymore. Oh, just not listening to me. Oh, that's the name of one, is it? Mm, doesn't sound the greatest. What, what else? Are, I mean, they're all good, too. So. Anything else there? Spurs special. Guess who's back. Spurs special. Guess who's back. Um, any, anything else? I mean, I'm not really selling it to them. A cricket one. Maybe just best downloading this one. Uh, that's it for another podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back, hopefully, fingers crossed tonight for more Sports Bar stuff with the fun boy from 10pm. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. I genuinely mean that. Look, put my hand on my heart. Be safe, everyone. Come on, we'll do it together. Be safe.
2: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
0: Slimy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident we offer a lifetime warranty. So elevate your business and visit Armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACast for five percent off. Armadillo built to last, designed to impress.